Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Abigail Ireland, who is a peak performance strategist. Abigail, thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks, Ben. Nice to be here. Great. Look, we'll dive straight into it, if that's okay. Do you want to start by giving us some of your background and the consulting that you do and who are your ideal clients? Yeah, um, so I work in peak performance. So essentially, I look at everything that leads to this in the workplace Um, and I take an integrated approach so I look at the person first everything to do with mindset and attitude the way that they work how they approach their body and mind and then I look at the environment they operate in and the actions they take to boost performance and then I give them the kind of the knowledge and the structures and strategies they need to to do that in the workplace I come from a banking background so I guess uh, for me it's been a lot easier to and, and I can relate to those people more, the ones who work in banking and finance and professional services. So that, that's kind of my ideal client. Sure. And is the fintech space in that remit? Uh, it would be, yeah. I'm, I, I never worked in fintech, and I know that's you know obviously a growing area, but I think pretty much no matter what industry you're in, uh, it's important to focus on how you can perform better. And I think, um, especially people who work in fintech, they're quite driven very uh you know future focused people and they're kind of the kind of people who would want to would want to improve their performance where they can yeah so can we dive into peak performance then Uh, what are the typical outcomes that they get when they work with you yeah so a lot of the time people ask this question a lot and uh a lot of time especially when i'm dealing with people in finance they want to know what the roi is and you probably know as well ben that it's not always that easy to track what the monetary return is going to be on something like this because it's all about the client putting in the work as well Mm. and we can give so much but it's about really the person going away and embracing and implementing what what they've um you know what actions we've talked about so some of the kind of more i I, I guess the non-monetary outcomes are that you see people more confident more focused they have more energy they wake up in the morning actually enjoying their work wanting to get to work get results, focusing on the right things, which then has a knock-on effect to the teams as well that they operate in, which means that the team as a whole can be more high-performing. So everyone feels more in control, more focused, and, and then they get more time back as well for themselves. So they're happier. They can, they can spend that extra time doing what they, what they enjoy out of work, I guess. Yeah. I've worked in businesses where there are teams that are not performing well or businesses that are not performing well, but equally on the other side, there's teams that are just in that state of flow they're in the zone yeah. if you like and it's a great feeling yeah and, and it's interesting because you can have two different exactly what you said you can have two different people in a team or in a company both doing the same kind of jobs and one will do much more one, one will be much more productive than the other one will be much less stressed than the other yeah. and it's, it's all because of the way that the person you know what kind of strategies they put into place to make sure that they are having a productive day so it's really interesting when you when you look at those nuances between people definitely and you have a fascinating business how do you balance offering very different types of services such as the nutrition coaching through to the business strategy workshops 
Yeah, so for me, uh, the, there's a connection between, between everything I offer. For me, it's very clear, but I think sometimes from the outside, it can look like they're very different things. Right. And I think, you know, it starts with the mind. Um, literally, it's a, it's a no-brainer that everything starts with the mind. So I have the mindset training, um, looking at how people perform and how they think and how, they op- how that affects how they operate. And things like nutrition are really important because you need to also make sure your body's focus is, is performing at its best if you want to overall perform at your best. So, if, you know, depending on what you eat, getting the right fuel into your system, that helps your body and your brain cells to develop and function effectively. Yeah. And all of that means that you can concentrate, you can focus. You don't get that brain fog, um, you know, 3 p.m. in the afternoon when people are mm. having that slump. So it's really, really crucial for productivity to, to think about those elements, the human elements of performance. Yeah, that makes sense. And what about on the business side? You were in the banking sector. What's good and not so good about making the move from the corporate world to becoming an independent consultant? This is a, this is a good question. <laughs> um, because for me, when I was in banking, I loved it. I loved the work I did, really interesting stuff. And, um, you know, as you know, um, based on your work, you can get to travel and live in different countries yeah. um, and uh, locations. So having the corporate element was amazing for that. Um, working for myself is something I've always wanted to do. So I've always wanted to have my own business. And um, I guess you really need to be clear on why you're doing it, though, if you do decide to make that move. Because I guess some people move for a push reason, such as they hate their boss or they hate their work and they don't actually think about what they do want. Um, but I think it's really important to, to make the move knowing that you want to do it for the right reasons. And that's, you know, starting your own business, the freedom, flexibility that comes with it, being able to create, um, you know, bring things to life in your business that you would maybe wouldn't be able to when working in corporate. Um, but there are challenges. So I guess the emotional roller coaster, uh, when you start a business, the uncertainty, um, having to kind of wake up every morning doing what you love, but also knowing that it's up to you. And if you don't do it, you don't get paid. Yeah. It's a common story. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so how did you get your first few clients? Yeah. So I, that's, um, I guess, I guess it's been a lot of, um, working with other people in the beginning. So people who offer complimentary services or right. people who I used to work with, um, you know, giving me a foot in the door, um, to, to help their businesses. So from there, it's just kind of evolved through word of mouth and kind of persistence and hard work, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so, so it's about having the patience in the beginning to, to know that it might be slow mm. to, you know, get people to understand what you're selling, what your, what your business is, what you can offer them. Yeah. And the complimentary services partnerships, that's, that's very clever. Yeah. It works really well because you, you give the, your business partner or your, your associate, something that they don't have as well. So you can learn from each other at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I've been speaking to some HR consultants and L and D consultants and people like that. uh, And they certainly have discovered that that's a really powerful way of developing their business, partnering up with non-competing businesses. Mm. Sometimes it can be, I mean, it's difficult, but sometimes even partnering with competing businesses sounds counterintuitive but it actually can help you both in a way um so it's 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 not being afraid of the competition as well that's something that in the beginning i think everyone worries about especially (laughs) in um, coaching and this kind of industry it's uh um it can feel like a threat everyone's doing the same thing and out there um but actually it helps to just get over that and just 
focus on your business. It's a really good point. It's something that people don't really think about or talk about much, is it? And it's the fact that mm. the pie is actually really big. Um, so if you can use that energy to team up or just learn from each other, it can actually work out well. Yeah. It's not a zero sum game anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What HR companies or consultants do you think market themselves well and what is it that they do so well? It's quite difficult because I don't follow any particular HR companies or consultants. Uh, I do, I do, I guess I'm linked to some people on LinkedIn mm. and I think the best people really share what's useful for their audience. So they're not talking about themselves so much. They're talking about how they can help their audience right. and you know, even non-HR um, businesses and consultants. So people like Gary Vaynerchuk, I follow yeah. and what he says and what he does and the, the, the way he puts himself out there, he's constantly giving you value. And I think that's something that's really important. Whereas when you don't do that and it's, you're focusing more looking inwardly, it doesn't, it doesn't help your audience. Yeah. I guess Gary V is probably the holy grail of this sort of thing, isn't he? Then? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder what, what's nutrition he's, he's uh, working on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about his nutrition. <laughs> I think he's one of those energy. people who, yeah, he's one of those people I think just doesn't need much sleep, but he's got so much drive. And that's I why I was saying, um, going back to your question on, um, you know, the challenges or having your own business versus being in the corporate world having the drive to do things when you know that it's going to take time sometimes yeah. is really important. Yeah. What are your thoughts on smoothing out cash flow by either systemizing your services or productizing your knowledge or partnering with other companies? Yeah, I think this is uh, so we talked about partnering with other mm -hmm. companies. I think it's a, a really good thing to do, but also to be very conscious about what your message is and what your business is focused on because sometimes when you do partner you can get diluted and you can end up doing things that aren't really focusing on what your purpose is I guess your mission so it's important to, to take that into account uh, definitely agree with productizing knowledge because that is good for yourself as well to document it and and um, I mentioned to you before that I lost my voice last week. So my business relies on being able to talk um, when I run workshops and when I'm doing coaching. So for me to have products and, uh, I guess, content that can be out there and that can be used to generate cash flow is really important at the times when, you know, you may become ill. Yeah. You, may not, you may want to go on holiday. It's nice to know that you can still be generating something. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Turning to the, the HR industry itself, it continues to evolve at a rapid rate. Do you see any change or challenges coming down the road? I think HR, I, you know, I mentioned before as well to you that my husband works in HR and he's definitely, I've seen from the way he's working and what he's doing, that HR is definitely becoming more strategic than it was a few years ago. Um, it's definitely becoming more of a, a really important part of the business. Some businesses, I think, still don't recognize the importance of HR, but essentially humans, human resources are the most important piece of the business because humans create the teams, which create the work, which create the business um, at the end of the day. So it's good that we're starting to acknowledge that we're dealing with people. Um, and I, even, even the word HR, you know, human resources, moving towards people are calling it people now like head of people yes, as a role yeah so i think that in itself gives a, a good message yeah um and you know that they're recognizing that if you have happy workers they're going to be productive workers as well so yeah, yeah. 
people don't people like to work and invest time in if they believe in the company's goals so i think hr has a really important role to play yeah true okay well do you have any uh, tips on interesting people websites tools podcasts whatever that uh, hr businesses uh, should check out to grow faster um well i guess your podcast will be will be one then but i would <laughs> in the mail. encourage people yep and um i think um i would say not don't just look at um uh eight things that are specifically in the hr business look outside think outside the box and look at how other industries are growing and what they're doing and how you can apply that to your business i i look at all sorts of different i don't have specific ones but i look at you know all sorts of websites and YouTube videos and podcasts. I, I listen to all sorts of things to to gather tips on how I can grow my business. Both on the marketing side and the business mm. development side or Yeah, but both. I think for me more on the marketing side and and you know, building my brand. Um because those are the things that for me it's really important that my personal brand aligns to my business brand. So yeah. really making sure I get that right is is um is really important to me. Yeah, definitely. What if people want to uh, either work with you, refer business to you, learn more about you? What are the mm-hmm. next steps that they should take? I'm on LinkedIn, so anyone can find me on there. It's just Abigail Island. And uh, my website's probably the, the best um, place where you can contact me or you can find out more about my business, yeah. um, which is www.abigailisland.com. So easy one to remember. So abigailisland.com, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Excellent. Well, Abigail, this has been excellent. I've really learned a lot there and you've given me some good food for thought there. So thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.